All right, everybody. I am very excited today because uh, I have one of my uh, favorite podcast guests uh, on the line with us today. It is a man that is. This is a very big month for him. There's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, you know him from Entertainment Weekly, and he is the host of the TV Insiders podcast, uh, Mr. Dalton Ross. Rob, I got I got a bone to pick. Oh no! Um, you know, I got a bone to pick right off the bat. Uh, thank you for that lovely intro, by the way. You're welcome. Um, uh, you know, I've been on the podcast a few times now. I'm not sure, three, maybe four, something like that. Something there. And, uh, you know, uh, it's always me, it's always you, and uh, it's never Nicole. <laughs> and I'm starting to wonder uh, if she's got a problem with me, if your <laughs> wife has some issues or something, because she's always makes herself scarce whenever I get on the line. I think that she's a little intimidated because uh, <laughs> yeah. you, that you're not like one of these, uh, you know, survivor misfits that we talk to. Mm. Uh, I think that sometimes she feels like this is, oh, this is like a real interview uh, with a professional mm. journalist and yeah. uh, not one of these, uh, you know, reality losers that we talk to uh, on occasion. Mm, that, that, that must be a nice save there, by the way, uh, Rob. <laughs> yeah. She just can't take, handle the nerding out that, that we're, uh, we're about to That's do, a big part yeah. of it, too. That's a big okay. part. All right. I, I accept it. All right. So, uh, you know, we've got so much to get into. We've got uh, Survivor coming up. We've got The Celebrity Apprentice coming up. I know you had a premiere of the 180 uh, movie re- very oh. recently. So uh, let me just – I'm going to go in just cr- chronological order here a little bit. And uh, I want to start off with, you know, people always ask about your season rankings for all the different seasons of Survivor. Uh, we were going to do a podcast uh, with you back in towards the end of Survivor South Pacific. Uh, life got in the way at that point in time. But uh, I know that uh, in your column, you ranked the Survivor South Pacific season at 12 before the finale. Uh, did you change your rankings at all? Uh, I didn't. I think I think 12 for me is a, is a, is a good, good place for it, uh, Rob. And it's, it's interesting because... I, I, I'm surprised by my ranking in a way um, <laughs> because I really didn't like Redemption Island season, um, which was right before it. And if you look at South Pacific and you look at Redemption Island, there's so much in common. Uh, they've had the same twist of the returning players. They had the Redemption Island twist, which, you know, I, I was not a fan of. Very predictable vote outs. If, if you look at the voting history, uh, it's all pretty predictable in terms of who's going home each week. Um, so it, the question becomes, why did I like South Pacific better? And uh, I think it was sort of two things. I think one, I, I was much more invested in the players and, and their fates and how they did. Um, uh, I don't know necessarily why that is, but I just was. It's sort of just, you know, you had in Redemption Island, it was sort of Rob and everyone else. And while you could make a case that Coach sort of was running a lot of this season, there were other personalities intact on both sides. And and I was invested in that. And I think also what it had that maybe Redemption Island didn't have was a, a, a lot of big moments. You mm-hmm. know, there was like three big moments you could point to this season. Ozzy sending himself to Redemption Island, Cochran flipping, Brandon giving up the immunity, and then getting voted out. So mm-hmm. you have those big moments you can, you can uh, you know, point to. And then you've got, I think, the cast was uh, a little more intriguing uh, overall. Were you happy with Sophie as the winner over uh, your guy, Coach? Um... You know, I, I, I get why she won. I totally get why she won. I, coach, coach played a great game. I mean, being out there, I mean, I, I can't stress it enough. You saw it a little bit in the show. But uh, being out there on location, seeing it, they wanted no part of Coach at all, that tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, none. Some of them, like Rick, I mean, told me in every other single interviewer, unprompted how much he hated Coach. 
and and uh, Christine, you know, said right when the the helicopter landed that they all said to each other, whoever it is, he's out first. And this is coach. He's a goofball, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for him to make it that far and really be in a in a, a place of power was just shocking. Is really the only word for it. But he made the mistake of of going too hard in the honor integrity thing. He went in so hard with that that people then felt betrayed by him yeah. uh, when he when he lied to them. So he made a, a huge tactical error uh, in an otherwise very, very well-played game. And Sophie took advantage of it, and she did well at, at her final tribal council. So I really have no problem with, with Sophie winning. Do you think Coach just had a bad final tribal council, and that's what doomed him? I think that's part of what doomed him. I think if he had just sort of owned up to what he did more, obviously, you know, I mean, as you know, I always point to Todd in China as having sort of the most flawless final tribal council performance. He owned it while flattering people. You know, I, I, it just so amazes me, Rob, these people get to the final tribal. All I have to do is say, yeah, I got rid of you. I had to because you're so good and you would have beaten me and you would have won the money. Then it's like, look at what Todd did to Jean Robert. That's what you need to do to every mm-hmm. single juror. Uh, so that definitely was part of it. But he also should have eased off that pedal a little bit earlier in the game in terms yeah. of that whole honor, trust, uh, God thing. Yeah, I have a little bit of a theory after watching Coach in the final Tribal Council that I'm starting to think that, you know, all of Survivor is a magic show, okay? So Coach, he's out there. He's the magician. Ooh, look at what, what do I have over here? What do I have over here? Oh, you know, pre- presto, magic tricks. You know, you're dazzled for 38 days. You get to the final Tribal Council, and now it's supposed to be like the, you know, Secrets of Magic Revealed shows. Remember the, Remember those shows? Uh, yep. were they now, now I'm going to explain to you how I did these tricks. Uh, I was re- really manipulating you. I had to, this is what I had to do. Instead, I feel like for coach it was like, no, I, I actually have magic. You know, I had honor, I have integrity and the jury wants to know how you did the trick. You know, they don't want to hear that you are just uh, a magician. They want to, they want to see behind the curtain at that point. And coach did not let them behind the curtain. I, I agree completely. And, 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 you know, to that, just to further that point, you, you need to show the trick, but without pulling a Russell and degrading people at the same time. You need to do it while also complimenting them. You idiot! Saying, you know, you couldn't even see it. That, that lady wasn't even really in half the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there is an art to it, and it's, it's surprising that, that more people you know, haven't, haven't, haven't figured it out. But, okay. But that's why the show's so great. I mean, that's why, that's why Survivors is great to just watch these people. You know, I mean, it's the social d- dynamic that's still at play there that is just fascinating uh, to watch. Yeah, so Survivor South Pacific, right smack in the middle, t- right there at 12 out of 23. Yeah, I, th- I feel good about that. How do you feel, Rob? Where yeah, would you put it? I feel pretty good about that. Um, I-, I thought it was an enjoyable season. I mean, it wasn't like something I said, oh, I got to go back and, and look at that. But yeah, I feel like that's pretty fair. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I always worried, am I being too kind to it just because am I grading on a curve? Because Nicaragua was, you know, Nicaragua I've ranked as the worst season ever. <laughs> and then Redemption Island, uh, and Redemption Island, as I think we spoke before, I had such high hopes for yeah. that season. I'm, I really did like the cast when I, when I went out there. And, and I will agree with Probst. It's, it might be shocking to some people that didn't like the season where he says, uh, hey, I would do that season again in a heartbeat if you mixed up the people. And I actually do agree with them as someone that didn't like that season. I think if you would just put a few of those young girls on the other tribe mm-hmm. and a few of those sort of more older seasoned skeptical people on Rob's tribe, I actually think you would have had a much better season. 
Okay. So, um, but but I wonder then if I if I graded South Pacific on this curve too highly. But I, I don't think so. I, I think it feels pretty good uh, where it is. I have it above uh, token chains, which doesn't make Stephen Fishback happy. <laughs> no. But I would argue that I have it above right above All Stars mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and because you know Rob Sessionino no went so early there. on that season, yes. <laughs> it just ruined it. And Panama, and I feel it sh- it probably should be just above above those guys. Yeah. Um, how about me in uh, the All Stars? I remember when uh, the All Stars happened. Uh, you you wrote about me. Uh, no no longer the greatest. Do I do I get a little bit of a of a uh, graded on a curve that I lost to uh, Survivor Legend Boston Rob? Is that does that change things when you go back? You know I don't. You know here's the thing about about uh, and I don't remember what I wrote about you in, in All Stars because I can't even remember what well, I wrote last week. I do because I but think I, it's the like the uh, second or third thing that comes up when when you Google me. <laughs> well, if I mean, here's the thing I'll say is you were in a horrible spot because <laughs> because because those are the the players often, as you know, that people want to get rid of are those sneaky strategists that you know you yeah. can't trust or count on. Uh, it's why you know John Cochran will have a hard time when he comes back because you know he's coming back mm-hmm. uh, and he'll have a very difficult time. It's why people were uh, scared about Suri going to heroes and, and villains uh, when I talked to a lot of the contestants beforehand. So you you know. Look, you as I'm sure you, you hopefully do should take that as a badge of honor that yeah. that Boston Rob really knew that you were the guy he had to get rid of. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to go far, too far down that. I was just uh, <laughs> oh, you love joke. it. Come on, love you it. love it. Uh, okay, yeah. let's turn the page into uh, the next season of Survivor coming up. Survivor One World. I know you uh, didn't get a chance to uh, go out there beforehand, but I'm sure you have some thoughts on this cast and uh, what do you think of the twist of everybody on one beach. I like it. I like the twi- I like the twist a lot. I mean, I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, you know, we obviously saw a little bit with the fake merge in Thailand, mm-hmm. and at the beginning of um, um, Palau. Palau was yeah. it Palau? Yeah, where they had twenty people on a beach and Wanda singing, Poor Wanda. Uh, singing to everyone. But uh, but I like it. I think it it it, it lends a new uh, dynamic uh, to the show, and a dynamic that makes sense. It's not a, a you know a rating stunt like the the race war edition or some weird <laughs> uh, thing like that. You know what I mean? I think it's an interesting twist. Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll see how it plays out. I, I like that. Um, as far as the other thing, uh, the the idols, well, I think that's kind of interesting too, uh, how, you know, the idols now, you find it and uh, it's the other tribe's idol. Uh, so you have to figure out how to how to give it to someone and maybe get something in return. That could lead to something, uh, it's a nice twist there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they The producers refused to take my idea for the idols, which I've been pitching them for years. Which um, is? Well, I always thought that, they, that it would be great to um, hide an idol at a challenge. And, uh, you know, they say, think about it. If it's about maybe a week or two before the merge, someone's in trouble on each tribe. They know it. If they lose, they're going home. So Probe says, all right, here's a challenge. It's an obstacle course. You're going to go through here. Boom, boom, boom. And first tribe to make it all the way through wins. But you'll see the sand pit over there. There's an idol buried there. If you want to go get it and piss off your team, but maybe save yourself, go for it. I think that leads to some really interesting choices. I like that. Questions. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, I, I would love to see it play out, but they apparently would not because they what didn't is, do it. But I, I think this is a, a good idol uh, thing they're doing. The DIY challenges I'm a little nervous about. <laughs> yeah, me too. A little, a little nervous. I mean, we saw this in Samoa mm-hmm. where they just had a challenge with no probst. Uh, and um, this time it's going to be at their camp. Um, but so what's I, going I on know. there? Why are they doing this? 
you know, I tried to, 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 to think about it and I tried to like sort of work the dates. I'm like, was there some situation where Probst had to go to the Emmys so couldn't be around for a day? Mm-hmm. So that's why they did it. And uh, maybe that was the case, but they, it happens at least twice this season. Hmm. Uh, so um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it, how it plays out. Um, but, you know, you're right. I, I wasn't out there. I usually go out about once a year to one of the locations, and I didn't meet this cast. Uh, I've watched, you know, the videos and stuff. And I've talked to probes about them. I think for entertainment value, uh, the plastic surgeon, Greg, is the one to watch. <laughs> yeah. He is a very sort of coach-esque mm-hmm. kind of guy, I think. Uh, a lot of hyperbole. Uh, always thinks he's the smartest, most interesting guy in the room. Uh, and he's got a crazy mustache. So I, yeah. I definitely think he's one to keep an eye on. Yeah, there's definitely a few uh, eccentric characters on this new season. Uh, there's uh, Troy Zan, who has, uh, he has a, a number of monkeys in addition to being a swimsuit photographer. Uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, you go, you, yeah, Troy Zan uh, is, a, is, a, is, is a character. And, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, in between, what are the odds? Two guys obsessed with, with Tarzan. <laughs> from the same uh, Survivor season. That's crazy. And Colton, obviously, is one to keep an eye on. Probst keeps saying he's the villain. You know, he's the gay Republican. Uh, not a villain because he is a gay Republican, I should point out. But mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, he apparently is going to be some sort of villain this season. Uh, but, but I think the type of villain that doesn't sure that he's a villain, doesn't know he's a villain. Okay. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there. And um, obviously, Leaf being the very first little person on the show is... Um, is interesting as well. And the guy, the guy I'm a little nervous about, and a few people I'm nervous about, Rob, we always get nervous about people, right. uh, is, is Bill Posley. Yes. Uh, cause I, 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 even more excited than, than, uh, sending out the tweet when the cast was revealed was I'd been waiting to send this, this, when I found his character reel on YouTube and I immediately tweeted it out cause it is just the, the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life i'm not sure if it's intentional well i think it's intentionally funny i'm not sure it's funny for the reason he wants it to be funny yeah but um you know i'm hoping he's going to bring some of those characters out on the island little drill sergeant bottomless (laughs) little hip-hop elvis yeah might be in the house well i've been i have been uh impressed with his uh youtube videos in that um not not so much of the quality because I, I think that some of them are, are pretty good, but just the quant the sheer quantity. Like he had a lot of stuff in the can in between, or, or put a lot of stuff in the can in between when he came back from Survivor and when uh, this all- cast announcement happened. Like uh, there's a lot of stuff, and a lot of it looks really good. He could have just stopped with Drill Sergeant Bottomless, is what you're saying, but he didn't. He <laughs> yeah, didn't. Stop. He did not. He gave us he gave us Reggie Redhands Jackson. <laughs> he gave us hip hop Elvis, life coach Davis. I could go on all day. Uh, yeah. He just because Bill Posley did go on all day. Uh, I would have loved. How much would you have loved to have been at that shoot? By the way, did he do them all back to back? You think? Uh, may- maybe I don't know. So, but some some of the stuff looks kind of like the uh, SNL digital short stuff. Like uh, he's got like a lot of like uh, like music videos that are like uh, comedy music videos. But but here's the question, and because ultimately why I say I'm nervous about Bill is just that. That might all be his side deal, and it's all fine and good. What's he going to be like when he's out there? That, is he just going to be there? To, you know, is he just going to be out there to, to try and make some jokes for the camera and get his comedy career off the ground? Yeah, that's. Or is he, or or is he just a comedian that actually really wants to play this game and is going to take it seriously? And if he does, then fine, and that's great. But I'm a little nervous. 
That's the concern because I, I do think he has a skill set. I think this season there's a lot of eccentrics and then there's a lot of like uh, good looking people. And I feel like he's one of the few people that could straddle both of those fences of like hanging out with the, the like the uh, you know the alpha males in his tribe and then also getting along with some of the uh, eccentrics. He could. He, he totally, totally could. I don't, you know, again, I haven't spent time with this cast yet. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, and I'm, I'm just as curious to find out. One woman I think is going to have a rude awakening is Monica. Yes. I think Monica is going to have a very rude awakening. Uh, I think she is um, maybe used to being sort of uh, pampered a little bit and yes. used to sort of being the center of attention. And, um, and I, think, I think she's going to have a tough time when she gets out there. And I think the question will be how she adjusts. You know, she won't be obviously the first person to have a tough time out there, but can she adjust after that initial sort of uh, wake-up call? Yeah, she's a, a woman of means, and uh, once uh, she sees that Survivor is not that fun, uh, I don't know uh, how exactly uh, well she's going to do and how well she'll do when people find out she's married to Brad Culpepper and not Dante Culpepper. Yeah, right. Well, you know, what do you do in that situation? Do you, do you, do you tell people that you're married to an NFL star? I, I assume she will. She doesn't strike me as the person that would try to be deceptive in that, in that regard. Mm-hmm. She's just too damn proud of it to not brag about it. I mean, you know, so I, I think that will come out, and we'll see if that's sort of uh, how it plays. Should she tell people that she's going to be married to uh, Dante Culpepper? Do you think that would be a better way to go? I just, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't say anything about, you know, in, any sort of NFL uh husband yeah the nfl thing has not played well in the past uh, and i don't anticipate it playing well in, in the future i just it's, it's a mark against you and as you know when you're out there you don't want to give anyone any reason to uh to vote vote against you so i i personally i wouldn't bring it up but yeah. again i don't really plan on ever marrying an nfl player so that's not really <laughs> yeah uh, but i have no doubt she brings it up by day two you have no doubt that what she brings it up by day two Oh yeah! Oh no! By minute two. Yeah. By minute two. In like the, in in, in Probst introductions, like who are you? Oh, I'm Monica. I'm married to an NFL player, Brad Culpepper. I mean, it's just going to be right out. She just can't help herself. <laughs> now, do you? Th- I. A lot of people don't know this about you, but you're actually a, an avid uh, Bachelor watcher, correct? I wouldn't say avid. I, I'm not avid. I dip in. A I casual. Dip out. Uh, uh, casual. I dip in every season, a few few episodes here and there. I used to be back in the day when it was first on, as you know, when there were only a few reality options to choose from, mm-hmm. uh, I watched it. Uh, and I, I've sort of have gone in and out since then. I, I watched the first couple episodes this season, but I, I've, I've fallen out, especially yeah. now that the voice was on. Okay, well, I don't want to go um, too far down the bachelor road. I just wanted to uh, ask you if, are you excited about the bachelor possibilities on this season of all of these survivors uh, on one beach? You got all these guys, all these girls together. Do you think there'll be a lot of uh, commingling? Well, it's, you know, Pope's uh, told me that basically, you know, the guys do what you expect and they're sort of preening and running around that the girls are sort of taking advantage of that, you know, per- pulling up property shallow, maybe, uh, so to speak, one of your, uh, Miss Survivor contestants. Mm-hmm. How do we even have time to do this interview with Miss Survivor happening, Rob? I, I, you are just the ultimate juggler here. I don't know. Juggling you a lot. Know, all these, these things going on, huge pageants that you're, uh, yeah. taking care of. It's, it's crazy. All right. Well, since you brought uh, it up, have you made an endorsement for Miss Survivor? Oh, uh, you know, you're, see, you're trying to get me in trouble. I'm not sure. Well, I just think I I was thinking about you're this. You're trying to get me in trouble. I was thinking about, to, thinking about this you before. You know, Mike Maraska emailing me saying, where's my endorsement? Yeah. And 
you know, this is hard. I, I will make I will make an endorsement of some sort here. This is what I'll tell you. Um, you obviously know Jen and I worked together for I several do. years. Uh, old school Survivor fans will remember Survivor Live. Um, and uh, I love Jenna, and I love the way she's. I love the way she's evolved from what she was when she when you two were out on the beach together mm-hmm. to, to where she is now in her life. I think it's great. And uh, Courtney, you know, Courtney and I have that sort of snarky, skinny yes. freak alliance. We really have a a, a, a nice bond, and I, I love her. And Poverty, we've had our ups and downs, most <laughs> mostly ups. Yes. Save for the one time she yes. might have Peter Berg beat me up. Um, but but Poverty's great as well. And uh, and Andrea, I I've only spoken with a few times, once in Nicaragua and once at the big 180 party, but she seems lovely. So my endorsement is basically anyone but Amanda, because <laughs> I don't mean to diss Amanda, but I've spoken with her at least four or five times, and I'm fairly confident she has no clue, clue whatsoever who I am, that if yeah. I walked up to her right now, she wouldn't have any idea at all. And we've had like several, in, like I said, lengthy conversations. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, any of the other four are all good in my book. Okay, fair was enough. That, was, that, was that diplomatic enough? I really thought it was a three-way race for you. If I was trying to think about it before, I'm like, I wonder who uh, Dalton is pulling for here because I didn't think Andrea was in the mix. But yeah, I Andrea, you know, like, okay, she's, you know, I mean, she, I don't know Andrea as well. She's a perfectly lovely lady, but I don't want to group her in with Amanda either. And, and I don't want to sound like an Amanda hater, but... Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's really, uh, you know, I have no connection with her whatsoever. Um, yeah. but yeah, Jenna, Courtney, Parvati are, uh, are all, all great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, can, can, can everyone be a winner, Rob? <laughs> I think so. We all are. All right. We all are. Okay. Uh, uh, did you have anything else about the, uh, Survivor One world? I want to get into, uh, the Celebrity Apprentice still. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, you know, it's, it's sort of a different sort of excitement where since I wasn't out there, uh, and I really, um, you know, have, have just seen or spoken to pretty much the same thing that uh, all the fans, you know, and viewers and everyone else has. So I'm sort of going in somewhat blind, and that's sort of exciting uh, in, in a way. And um, yeah, I, I like the twists on paper so far. I don't, I don't. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but I'm excited about it. You're like a civilian. Maybe not as excited as Celebrity Apprentice. Because yeah. come on. Uh, let me just ask you one more thing. Do you pick a winner before any of these seasons? Well, here's what I'll do, Rob. If I'm on location, sometimes I'll do it right then and there. If not, I'll at least give myself the first episode. Okay. It's really hard to do off just a few minutes of video. Um, I, I do have one person in mind. Uh, but I'm not going to tip my hand yet. So okay. I, I do have one person in mind. But once I see the first episode, then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put it down and embarrass myself. Male or female? Can you give us a hint? Male. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Uh, all right, now Celebrity Apprentice. Now we're into the real uh, bread and butter. We have uh, <laughs> cel- Celebrity Apprentice. Now, originally, wasn't it supposed to start this weekend? Yes, it was. It was supposed to start on, uh, on uh, yeah, this Sunday, February 12th. So they moved it back. They moved it back, which is odd, because uh, you figure NBC is in just such a crapper, although obviously with The Voice and uh, Smash, they do a little bit better now. But you figure they got so many hours of airtime to fill uh, and they have 18 contestants this season and a few more hours that they would, you know, they want to fill them. But, yeah, they pushed it back. So I'm not mm-hmm. really sure what that's about. Okay. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you at this point? Uh, 13. 13. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 13, 14. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally excited. You know what I mean? I mean, it's um, – I have watched the first episode. Um, I won't say it knocked me off my feet like some of the other previous first episodes have been, but – 
you know, it's it's developing. I think the cast is interesting, and uh, and you know, Trump is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm very excited. Can we please drop the facade that Donald Trump is gonna uh, run for president or run for office at some point? I never understand why even like the mainstream media gives any credence to that Donald Trump is gonna run for office at some point. I couldn't disagree with you more. I think the longer he stretches it out, the more hysterical it is. I was very upset when he in, uh, made his endorsement the uh, the other week. Uh, I think he should drag it out over the entire Celebrity Apprentice season. Say he's going to make an announcement, the finale again, and then once again decline yeah, to run. I love good. it. I can't get enough. All right. You talked me into it. I'm, I'm, I'm back on board. <laughs> All right. So uh, who are some of your, your standouts here in this uh, Men versus Women Celebrity Apprentice? Uh, well, you know, uh, surprisingly, I'll tell you who's really good on the show is, um, or maybe not surprisingly, Clay Aiken. Yeah. Clay Aiken is a, is a, is a shrewd and cunning, uh, little bastard, this guy. He's, he's in it to win it. He's not there to sort of make some jokes and, and, and be a goof off. He's really into it. I love it when people are really into it because eventually that's going to lead to drama and trauma mm-hmm. and, uh, and fights. And you can see it, and he, nothing happens with him in the first episode. There's no big blowout or anything, but you can just see it, that this guy's so into it that it's going to cause uh, some problems later. Uh, and he seems like a smart guy. He actually seems like a, a smart guy. So I like Clay Aiken a lot. Um, George Takai. Yeah, oh my. Uh, I'm digging as well. And yeah. there is a little feud brewing between him and the guy from American Choppers. Oh, uh, yeah. Paul Tatool or whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little sort of, you know, um, feud from like, you know, the biker versus sort of the, uh, the the gay man from outer space. You know, <laughs> there's a little something going on there, uh, and uh, and it, it's it's, you know, it's good. I, the the women's side, um, hard to say. Lisa Lampanelli, I think, is going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, and similar to Survivor, I, you sometimes worry about when comedians are on Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like, you know, they got a bunch of them this season with Adam Carolla, Arsenio mm-hmm. and Lisa Lampanelli. But, uh, I like Lisa Lampanelli. She's funny. And she too seems like she actually wants to win. And, uh, there's no real feud yet, but I think I get the sense something between her and Victoria Gotti might be brewing. Whoa. So Victoria Gotti looks like the crypt keeper. She <laughs> is, I, I'm, I'm a little scared uh, to say, so, that is, so hey, that's you're your, scared that's of Survivor your opinion. Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're scared of Survivor Shannon. I'm scared of Victoria Gotti. I think Victoria Gotti uh, looks amazing. I think that's, you're, you're, you're <laughs> on an island with that opinion, Mr. Ross. <laughs> uh, Stunning you know, she, as I ever. She's, she's going to be good on the show as well. And she's going to be good at, on, on the show. So, um, so we'll see, but yeah, it's an exciting cast. And, um, you know, they start off the season at like uh, Lincoln Center, and it's just just absurd seeing the, these people on the stage at Lincoln Center is mm-hmm. just ridiculous. And and um and Lou Ferrigno, I'm really hoping there's gonna be some good stuff with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we sell in the first episode? Bagels, uh, ice cream sandwiches. What do what sandwiches? Do we sell? It's 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 sandwiches from Cafe Metro. Okay. <laughs> and um and they're selling some Sammies. And um, like I said, there's not a lot of huge fighting yet going on um but um you know it's a, it's a solid first first app and um yeah I, I don't even know who some of these people are like always i mean there's rob not one two venezuelan hotties on this season <laughs> yeah no clue who they are no clue at all yeah it's like when they had the deal or deal um uh woman on you know just no idea yeah i i don't uh, like it when oh, they oh, br- I gotta, 
I was going to say, there's one, I'll tell you another woman that's good, Aubrey O'Day. Do you know who she is? I don't. The name sounds familiar. She's in that band, Danity Kane okay. or something, like with Diddy, I guess, making the band. Mm-hmm. And she is really uh, unaware of herself and her position in well, the world. Well, that's good. And that's going to make for some fantastic television. That's yeah. good, yeah. I don't like when they bring in these model types, though, on the Celebrity Apprentice, because I feel like they never really talk that much. They never bring uh, much to the table. Uh, you had that Hope Jurassic uh, last year, and she, she was just getting the props every week. And, you know, even when they get fired, they don't care. So, uh, not... They could do without some models for for me. Total, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And uh, um, um, one of them seems at least a little competitive this time, uh, which is good. I, I don't remember which one. And uh, not not the Miss Universe one. The other one, Patricia Velasquez or something. Yes. Patricia <laughs> Velasquez. Uh, she seems pretty competitive, so that that could bode well for us. The other one was just completely blank. I got nothing from her the entire episode. Okay. So- and then you have Cheryl Teagues. You have former supermodel Cheryl Teagues. Yes. Okay. In the house as well. well we, you have a winner pick for Celebrity Apprentice now that you've seen the first episode. You know what? I, I'm, I'm really, I think, out the first episode, I'd have to go Clay Aiken. Listen to I'm you. liking what I'm seeing with Clay Aiken. You're, you're like a regular Claymate now. I am a Claymate. Um, I really was, was pretty impressed. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's so, there are 18 people, so it's almost Survivor-esque where now you feel like you don't, know some of the people after the first episode because there's just so many and there's a few people like Tia Carrera I feel like was barely in the episodes I don't really have a handle on her yeah um, but uh, but I'm, I'm liking Clay Aiken so far yeah yeah uh, what is the schwing factor on Tia Carrera these days yeah it's low I think it's low <laughs> um, you know I should say that the, the you know obviously as you know a lot of the drama from the first episode of Celebrity Apprentice is the team names Oh yes, you know what team names? Are, which is like literally the stupidest thing to argue about in the world. Like literally the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. But they uh, they can't help themselves. But um, no. they come up with some really stupid names. But the women's <laughs> team, I'll say, should be called Team Botox because there's no short <laughs> supply of that uh, this season. Oh, that's great! Uh, I can't wait. Uh, so next uh, next Sunday night, uh, real quick, the uh, 180 premiere. You hosted it in New York uh, back. Uh, what was it? Three three weeks ago now. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, what was your You're missed, Rob? You yeah, missed. I know, I know. I mi- I really uh really missed I, it. Frankly, I'm a little. I was. A little, I'm going to be honest with you because I really demand honesty in our relationship. I was a little disappointed you didn't make the trek. I thought about it. Uh, I did think about getting on a plane at one point, and I said, uh, I, "No, I, I can't. I can't be. Can't be doing that for the the 180 movie." But uh, I was. I did. Uh, was very sad that night. Yeah. Well, you, you should have been. It was. Um, it was a remarkable evening, uh, really. Um, it was, uh, I think, everything everyone was hoping for, and then just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was uh, a remarkable job done, not just by Benjamin Wade, but by Danielle DeLorenzo. Yes. Well, I would say I'd call her a little bit of a scene stealer, Rob. I really would. She, she always is. She was a scene stealer. Um, I will confess the only disappointment of the evening is there. I was hoping for a little more sexual charged romance between between the two of them in the film. Mm-hmm. There's one scene they start to get a little hot and heavy. Hey, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I was hoping maybe you know we had a little more of an unrated version of 180 yeah. hours, but yeah. it, it just didn't go quite that far. Yeah, maybe that'll be in the uh, the official DVD release. You know what I love about DVD releases is if you ever watch these films that are like R-rated or sometimes even PG or PG-13, mm-hmm. and they put out a DVD and they say unrated. Yeah. 
it's basically the exact same film. Yeah. They've made no changes whatsoever, but by calling it unrated, they think lots of horny dudes are gonna are gonna pick it up. Mission accomplished. Good, good marketing strategy. Good marketing. So we will wait for one hundred eighty unrated. You need 181, and I will say this, actually. I will give a plug to 180. It is, I think, on February 21st, I think, is going to be available. It's going to be available uh, on iTunes, uh, Cinema Now, and somewhere somewhere else. I told the uh, the writer and producer of the film I would I would plug that. So there you go. Mission accomplished yeah, there, Yeah, big news. Too. 180 drops on uh, February 21st. I think you, can, you should, like, you know... I think you might have to get a whole podcast around that, Rob. You might have to live blog that sucker. You <laughs> yeah. just got to get it all going on. Yeah, I think we may you have could, to. You could, do, you could record your own commentary track. So, yeah, so we're very, very excited for uh, 180. I wanted to ask you an- another movie that's coming out this weekend, uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace uh, 3D. I, I, how pumped up are you for that? Uh, I will be taking my children to see it. Uh, I will give another uh, plug in that uh, I actually have an, a big article in the new Entertainment Weekly coming out uh, this weekend, a big ar- article with the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. Uh, I tracked this guy down. I thought it would be fascinating to see sort of what he's up to, how he feels about uh, the character and the way the character was received. And uh, it's a good article if you're interested in that. All. I mean, you know, I got nat- talked to Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor and uh, all these people, and it's a uh, pretty fascinating stuff. Um, you know, I, it's the worst Star Wars movie. I don't think any, there's any <laughs> debate there, really. You. But but the, here's the thing, Rob. It's the worst Star Wars movie, and this is what a loser I am. It's I've seen this film over ten times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost count. I lost catch. I lost count of how many times I watched The Phantom Menace. Um, so it's sad. So yeah, I'll be there again. I'll be there with the kids. Uh, we'll be watching it with our stupid 3D glasses on, uh, and you know I'll just go into a shell of self-loathing afterwards for a few hours. Going to put some money on the pod race? Uh, my money's on Sebulba. That guy's unbeatable. <laughs> you know, no human has ever won uh, the Ubuntu Eve uh, classic, so I got my money on uh, Sebulba. Sebulba is pretty good. Sebulba's <laughs> the best, man. Sebulba's the best. Look, he, I got a little uh, chance die here. We can roll that and sort of, uh, you know, make our bets. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll give you my speeder if I lose. <laughs> okay, sounds good. God, yeah. everyone just turned off this podcast. You realize? Yeah, I am excited for uh, Phantom Menace 3D uh, as as well. And uh, you're I read, not going to go see it. I am going to see, see it. it. I am going to see it. People, uh, people don't know this about me. I, I like the Phantom Menace. You like it, really? I do. I'm not a, a crazy Star Wars guy, but The Phantom Menace holds a special place in my heart from uh, when I was in college. We had uh, we didn't pay the cable bill, and that was like one of the few VHS tapes we had in the house. And it was on just like on, on a constant loop for a couple of months. So I do know uh, almost every word to Phantom Menace. Uh, I will say this about Phantom Menace. It has the best lightsaber duel in any Star Wars film mm-hmm. um, with Darth Maul uh, taking on Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. So it's it's got that, and it's, you know... I guess the 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 droidicas are cool, and you know maybe yeah. that's about it. But well, but uh, I'll be there. I read your uh, article recently on uh, EW about the uh, they changed the puppet Yoda with a digital Yoda. Is that noticeable? Yeah, they did it on the Blu-ray. So if you're a big huge nerd and you bought uh, it on Blu-ray when it came out in the fall, you'll you'll have seen it then. You know, it just it looks just like the Yoda did in episodes two and three. So it's you know, they, they basically made the switch in Attack of the Clones to the puppet Yoda, sorry, the digital Yoda, and um, now they just went back and changed it in that. So, uh, honestly, I don't think many people, because they're used to digital Yoda now jumping around and fighting Count Dooku, 
I don't think people would probably even notice it if mm-hmm. they weren't reminded that, oh, yes, this used to be uh, a puppet. They'd obviously notice it in Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire Strikes Back because uh, we're obviously so used to the puppet from that. But I think everyone sort of just remembers there being digital Yoda in these prequels. And so I don't think uh, it's actually, actually not that jarring, I don't think. Or jar jarring. Oh! Yeah, you see what I did? See what I did? <laughs> yeah, I saw what you did there. I saw what you did. Give me one of these. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Dalton, well, thanks so much for uh, coming on with us. I know you got uh, so much coming up right now. Uh, this is the biggest month ever for you, I think. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a month. I mean, it's exciting. It's Celeb Apprentice and Survivor. And hey, don't forget about Brenchel on The Amazing Race. Yeah. Oh, I'm not forgetting. <laughs> I think you purposely are forgetting, as most of America is trying to do. Are you a big Amazing Race fan? You know, I was. I, I definitely was. I haven't been of late. I haven't been watching nearly as much uh, lately. Uh, I watched Ethan and Jenna, and once they got voted out, I, uh, yeah, I stopped watching that season. But you're a big uh, Brenchel fan. I'll, 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 I'll turn in to see Brennan and Rachel. The problem with Brennan and Rachel in the race is, as you know, the, the race is such a, a singular event. You, you're not really interacting with the other teams as much. So where their genius is getting in all these fights with everyone. Yeah. So I don't know. Once you lose that, uh, it just, you know, I don't know what they're bringing to the table. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, we will watch out for that. Yeah, every, everything's happening at once. This, you know, if the world ends in December, uh, we will have got our money's worth this year. That's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> all right, Dalton. Thanks so much for coming on with us. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Rob. Tell Nicole that I'm taking this personally. I will. Uh, <laughs> Her not showing up, and uh, you know, but uh, I'll manage to carry on. <laughs> In all seriousness, she's sleeping. That she works. Uh, Nicole works nights, so uh, she worked last night. So uh, this is we would not have had her. So, at her mean, best. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm not worth getting up for. Is what you <laughs> All right, I can handle it. Yeah, that's cool. Look, that's take, cool. take what you can get with. Uh... <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. All right, Dalton. Well, thanks so much. And we will be checking out uh, all your stuff on uh, EW.com and uh, on Twitter. Are you, you're just Dalton Ross now? You lost the EW? I lost the EW. You know, it's very controversial, uh, Rob, and because if you look at all the EW sort of uh, writers, there's some people that have EW, then their name, like I did. Some people have name, then EW. Some people just have the name. It was just anarchy. It's just anarchy. Yeah. And I just couldn't figure out. I didn't like having ew in front of my name. <laughs> yeah. So I just, got rid of it okay well i like the move i endorse it yeah yeah now you've tried to say goodbye to me like six times and it hasn't worked you think this is gonna be the, the one <laughs> all right make it happen should time? we hang up at the same time <laughs> was it one <laughs> two three <laughs> all right all right thanks rob appreciate it man <laughs> take care buddy bye okay, all right everybody there you have it dalton ross lot coming up survivor celebrity apprentice phantom menace uh it's all happening right now everybody we're we're right in the we're in the eye of the hurricane don't forget to vote for Miss Survivor. We are taking your votes up until Wednesday night when Survivor One World premieres. Uh, you got a chance to vote for any of the five lovely ladies who are in the finals for uh, Miss Survivor. Andrea, Amanda, Parvati, Courtney, Jenna. I think I got them all. <laughs> so go ahead, cast your votes there. Don't forget Valentine's Day just around the corner. 1-800-Flowers on the Rob Has a Website Click on one of those links over there. You get a chance to uh, support Rob Has a Podcast when you make a purchase. And you save some money. If you spend $59.99 or more, use the promo code $10. 
And of course, don't forget uh, Amazon for any of those late Valentine's Day purchases as well. So until then, everybody, we'll be back uh, next week with you guys uh, when we uh, do our live show on uh, Wednesday morning, uh, getting you ready for Survivor Wednesday evening. Then we got a podcast with Cochran coming up. We should be talking to the first person kicked off. And don't forget the Miss Survivor announcement will be Friday, uh, February 17th. So until then, everybody, take care, and we will talk to you soon. 